0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VGW void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: So we have Philip Lawrence, who is an eight-time Grammy-winning songwriter. Philip has worked with singers like Bruno Mars, Adele, Flo Rida, CeeLo Green, and so many more. In the 2020 holiday season, a film he wrote the music for was released, and that film was titled Jingle Jangle. He also made an appearance in the movie during the song Miles and Miles. Another movie he's worked on is Rio 2, where he played Felipe. And he's also one of the guests that grew up within an hour of where I live. All of his work is so inspiring. So I'm so happy to have this talk. Hi, Philip.
3: What's up, Mason? Nice to be here. Man. Thank you for
2: having me. No problem. It's so amazing to have you here. So how are you doing?
3: I'm doing great. You know, I think I'm doing as well as anybody during these interesting times we found ourselves in. But you know what, man? I, I'm doing really well. I'm, I am, you know, I try every day to live in gratitude. You know, I try to be a glass half full kind of guy. And, you know, there's always so many negative things that we can focus our energy and attention on. And I think that that's just a fact of life. You know, it's always gonna be there around us. I think the trick is to try to find a way to see beyond that and to see the beauty beyond the thorns on the rose, you know, to see the beautiful petals and understand though, that when you pick it up, you make get cut from time to time, but really to try to take in all the beauty around me. So I've been trying to focus this time on spending time with my family, um, you know helping my kids with online learning. You know, they're right in the other room in front of a computer, you know, calling on me at any given moment and I got to be there. You know So you know there's a silver lining to everything. So I'm, I'm grateful to, grateful to be here.
2: So can you start by talking about how you got to where you are in the industry?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm from Indiana, like
2: yourself. Go Indiana, go Hoosiers. Okay, okay, okay.
3: <laughs> and I grew up in in a really musical family. You know, uh, my mother was a choir director in our church. Uh, my older sister and younger brother, we all sang together when we were growing up. So, you know, there was always music and entertainment and performance uh, around us. My dad was a comedian for a while. He's got family members in his family that play instruments, and so. We were just kind of like this, you know, this gumbo of musical um, gypsies, if you will, that you know, kind of informed me from an early age that you know I knew what I was going to be doing with my life. Um, I had all these goals and dreams and aspirations of you know what I wanted, and I think the the journey has just been how do you get there? You know, what are the necessary steps you take to try to realize these big dreams? That I had as a kid from a small town in in Indiana, you know, how do you get from there to LA or New York and so my I found my way through, you know, through first I think always keeping God in my life. Always trying to ask for guidance ask for help and to, you know, honor what I believe my purpose is, you know, I think, you know, those of us who are alive, we are at our most happy when we are living in purpose. And we are living, doing the things just like yourself. You know, obviously you're passionate about what you're doing. And, you know, that's why you wake up and you do it and you and you work hard at it because you love it. And you don't mind putting in the extra hours. You don't mind putting in the time. And you don't mind rejection. You know, as, as artists, we have to be prepared for thick skin. You know, we're gonna hear far more no's than we are gonna hear yes, you got the part. You know, so I had a lot of that training early on through high school, and you know I was in my musicals in high school. Um but I think I always just had my sights set on um, on going as far as I could. Uh, so you know that there's a long answer to that question, but I think the short answer is it took me a lot of hard work, a lot of humility. You know, when I left at uh, Evansville, Indiana, and moved to to the big city. I had to learn a new work ethic because I, I used to be a big fish in a little pond. And then I went to a little fish in an ocean, you know, and to get noticed and to get, and to get um, recognition took a lot of hard work. And so I thought it was gonna be like it was back home and easy and people are gonna find me, they're gonna know me, I'm gonna sing. And it was not like that at all, Mason. <laughs> Nobody cared what I was talking about. So I had to find new and creative ways. And fortunately, you know, through a lot of hard work and um, trying to be a student of songwriting and a student of, of performing and, and listening to people, you know, from record labels and try to find people that were, you know, that had what I wanted, you know, that were successful in the spaces that I wanted to be successful in. And then try to mirror some of that coupled with bringing myself to it.
2: Do you think growing up in Evansville, Indiana, held you back from anything in your career?
3: No, no, I, I think the only thing that Evansville held me back from was, you know, geographics. Excuse me, you know, I mean, this, you know, it, it's not the, uh, the creative melting pot that maybe a New York or a Los Angeles is, uh, but so many of the values that I learned um, in terms of, you know, how to be a person, you know, how to treat people kindly, how to, you know, follow your dreams um, and respect those around you. All of those things I learned when I was in Evansville, you know, this, this sort of small town, what you see is what you get kind of upbringing really helped me in a, you know, to go to these cities where it's a little bit, you know, it's not quite that way, you know, and and it's a little more opportunistic and it's a little more like, well, who do you know, what do you do as opposed to who are you, you know, and do I like you as a person? So I think, you know, those values, you know, were instilled in me at a very young age. Um, and, and with my parents, you know, education was always very important to us. Um, and so, having a strong kind of knowledge base and getting into the practice of seeking knowledge and wanting more information really informed me when I was in Los Angeles and I was struggling and you know trying to be a singer and songwriter and nobody really cared and you know I, I had this um, practice where you know I said, okay, let me look at other strengths that I have since no one wants to hear me sing. Let me see some of the other things that I can do. And that's when I really started to cultivate my songwriting and that led me to meet Bruno Mars and he wasn't Bruno Mars then he was just Bruno at the time. Um, and you know the rest is is kind of history
2: from there. So obviously music is a big part of your life. How does it affect your moods and all that?
3: Well music, you know, is the great barometer of life. You know, and it's the great mood enhancer, I think. You know, so much of our lives is, is orchestrated by a song or a movie with songs, you know, some sort of art that helps us to understand the times that we're in. You know, I think as a songwriter and, and a performer, you know, a lot of times it's our our responsibility to help communicate emotion for, for, for others, you know, to, you know, really be a beacon of hope and a, you know, uh, and an avenue of truth to express what's really happening in the world. So for me, you know, it's, you know, when I want to feel a certain kind of way, I'm putting on a certain kind of music. You know, if I want to dance and I want to vibe, I'm putting on a little hip hop, you know what I mean? I'm going to get the beat going. Um, Or if I want to feel nostalgic, maybe I'll put on some Billy Joel or some Bee Gees. And if I want to hear some vocals or some gospel, you know, like there's so many different kinds of music that'll put you in a different kind of mood. So I think for me, Music has always been um, sort of my partner in uh, emotional health.
2: Who would you say is your biggest inspiration?
3: Me. It's always been me, Mason. Always me.
2: <laughs> no, I,
3: my biggest inspiration, oh, that's a great question. I think maybe my parents. You know, watching my parents chase their dreams and sacrifice a lot for for you know their children, um, has always inspired me. One one of the things my father told me early on was the five P's: prior preparation prevents poor performance. And I always carry that with me. You know, being ready when the time comes. You know, being prepared when opportunity knocks. You know, which really just kind of speaks to your work ethic. You know, working working hard day in and day out, regardless of what the outcome is, regardless of you know. Um, uh, what happens, you know, as a result. But, you know, growing up in Indiana, you can't help but be influenced by the Jacksons, right? They're probably some of the most famous Indianaans to come out of there, you know? So I think uh, my brother and sister and I always kind of had these um, ideas and dreams of being kind of like the Jacksons. And so much so that when I eventually moved to California, I had always heard about the Jacksons moving to Encino, right, in California. Well, we live in Encino. All right? I was like, if it's good for the Jackson, it's good for us. So um, we were all kind of tied together.
2: What has been the highlight of your career? Hmm.
3: Career. Yeah, that's different than life. I think the highlight of my life is my family. But in career, um, the 20, is it 2017 or 20, yeah, 2017 Grammys. What was the 2018? I can't think 100%. One of those, 17, 18. Grammys where we were up for uh, seven Grammy awards, you know, including our engineer that uh, did the mixing and and recording on the album for Twenty Four Carat uh, Twenty Four Carat Magic, um, and we won all seven Grammys. Our engineer got one. We won in every major category, and, and in terms of a highlight of a career, that was it. That was the moment where you know award after award kept coming. I think I I won five Grammys that night and I remember you know winning song of the year and then album of the year and I remember sitting in the front row my wife sleeping Bruno's there he's got his his girlfriend with him and they were naming all the albums and and, and you know and, and it's it's weird with the Grammys because everybody's so talented and there's something amazing about each of the projects Like you really could go any way you know so you never really expect your name to get called but I remember when they said album of the year 24 karat magic I was like what is happening right now you know and you know just thinking about growing up in evansville and always dreaming about that kind of moment i'm doing an interview you want to say hi this is my four-year-old say hi can you say hello yeah you're stunned you're so in shock at the fame of mason i get it i'm kind of that way too i'm a little you know starstruck
1: at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
2: Uh, how do you create music that goes deeper than chords, harmonies, lyrics, and songs that resonate with people?
3: Mm, that's a great question. You know, I think, um, truth has to always be at this, at the core of, of what you're creating. You know, if you're being honest with yourself and being honest with the subject matter you're talking about and really trying to to put as much of your own history, your own life into a moment, I think it can resonate with people. I think as an audience, you know, and as a listener, we can, you know, we can sift through the nonsense and understand, you know, the heart and find someone that's really throwing themselves into it, you know, And, and it doesn't even necessarily mean, you know, that, Like, for example, you think about Whitney Houston and and her singing The Greatest Love of All. You know, like she didn't write that song, but she was so emotionally tied to it. And she was so convincing as a storyteller that you believed that she really wanted, you know, everything that she was talking about in that song. And I think that great songs and and great art really, it, it, it moves us in a way that it feels like our own experience. You know, so I think, you know, anytime that I'm writing a song and even like, for example, with the music from Jingle Jangle, it was just really, really important that we paid attention to every lyric and every chord and every um, uh, verse or chorus that it was honest and that people could um, resonate with it in a real way.
2: One of my big questions is, and I'm sure you're asked this all the time, what comes first, the lyrics or the music and beat behind it?
3: <laughs> That's a great question. It you know it for me it varies. You know it, it can be any sort of sort of arrangement. You know it it's hard. You know there's no formula for creativity. You know there's no set. You know um, uh, methodology for creating a song. You know sometimes we're in the studio and it can start from a from a guitar lick.
1: Dun, dun, dun
3: or i could come in and say man i've I've been thinking about this melody what do you guys think about that what do you think should we do some sing that again Every time I'm alive with me, some real, right. you know what I'm saying? It can come any kind of way. So I think, you know, the 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 real joy is in the spontaneity. The real joy is that you just show up. I mean, I think that's, that's the discipline, showing up, you know, and letting God and letting whatever the spontaneous moment um, and energy uh, happen. You know, just being in the, you know, I think Lin-Manuel said it in Hamilton, in the room where it happens, you know, as long as you're in the room where it happens, I think that's that's where the magic lives.
2: What's some advice that you have gotten that you would pass down to people wanting to pursue a career similar to yours?
3: Be patient. Be patient. Be patient and work hard. You know, I think that, you know, we can be proud not of our gifts because they were given to us but we can be proud of our work ethic. And so if you really cherish the gift, the talent, whatever that may be, then really, really become a student of it. You know, make it make it your priority to become great at the work ethic. Everything else will come. Don't chase the money, don't chase the fame, chase the purity of the excitement you get from performing on stage or writing a song or, or creating a math formula. You know, we can even go to any sort of medium you know, whatever moves you to feel as though you're living in your purpose, pour everything you have into that. And and, uh, and then your dreams will come true, whatever that looks like, you know, and, and also be careful how you define success. You know, you can have all the money in the world and you can have a bunch of Grammys, but if your personal life um, isn't in order, then, you know, that can stand in the way of you really even being able to enjoy that. So really, you know, while you're pursuing your dreams and your passions, be checking in with yourself about who you are and who's around you and who you're becoming because that's important as well.
2: What's the biggest obstacle that you've faced?
3: Rejection. Rejection. You know, continually showing up, believing that you've got a story to tell or that you're special or that, you know, that your dream is possible. When everything around you is telling you that it's not, you know, when 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 you know you're finally sitting in in the in the labels office, and you've been working so hard at this music and you present this music and they say, "Nah, I don't get it," thanks for coming. And you're just you're just walking away with your head hung in your hands and you're like, "Wait, what did I, what just happened?" Hey, baby. Can you show me this in a minute? I'm in the middle of doing a, an interview. Can I come take a look at that? Yeah, okay. I can hold it though? Thank you, baby, it's beautiful. But I'm gonna, as soon as I'm done, I'm gonna come out so you can show me. Oh, you wanna keep it down? Okay, I'm gonna come find you out there. COVID times, baby, we keeping it real. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Ze- Zeppy. I'm not finished, I'm almost finished. Uh, I think I answered your question, I think, yeah.
2: Um, so do you think your career has benefited more from education or experience?
0: Mmm, that's
3: a good question. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. I, you know what, I think it's got, it's probably equal parts both because I think that if I didn't have, you know, my, my parents, like I was saying before, were really big on education and that meant, and that was defined in a lot of different ways, you know, they put us in, um, classical training from a very young age. So, we learned scales, we learned how to read music, we learned how to use our diaphragm, you know, all the sort of musical techniques. We learned a little bit of musical theory, um, you know, coupled with whatever, you know, a child learns in school. Um, I think that my experiences were enhanced because of the education that I had, you know, my ability to speak, you know, and and to put thought together. You know, I learned a lot of critical thinking in, in high school, you know. Um, so, I think it's, it's a marriage of, of both. You know, you really can't have one without the other. I couldn't have gone and created success solely on the back of my education, nor do I think I could have extremely gotten as far as I did if I didn't have some sort of educational base, no matter how much experience I got. Uh, So I think it's it's both.
2: So I think we've gotten a taste of this during the interview, but what else have you been doing during quarantine?
3: I've been parenting. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
3: I have been parenting 24 hours a day, Mason. And it's been beautiful. It's been beautiful. You know, when the pandemic hit, it was a wake up call for me, you know, to slow down, you know, to really take a breath and look around. You know, it's, it's this time period has been, you know, riddled with ups and downs and, you know, I've had loss as a result of COVID. I lost my grandmother and I lost my uncle to COVID. And so that's been extremely challenging. You know, but being quarantined with my family, it, it has brought us closer together. You know, we're, our, our relationship now in the past, you know, almost year that we've been quarantined, it's been on a fast track to closeness, you know, because we can't go nowhere. <laughs> you know, we're always around each other. And it's just been beautiful. It's been beautiful for my wife and I and for our kids. Um, I miss seeing, you know, folks and being able to go out and have, have a meal. or, But it, it'll, it'll come back. It'll come back. Um, but I've also been, you know, I started a record label as well. We've signed a couple of acts that are going to be releasing music soon. So we've been keeping busy. It's, it's amazing what you can get down on Zoom.
2: <laughs> Is there any last things that you want to say before we end this episode?
3: To all of the aspiring artists, creators out there, never give up. It took me a very, very long time and a lot of hard work to get to where I am. And I had many, many opportunities to turn around and stop. And no one would have questioned it. Everyone would have said, okay, yeah, man, you you gave it your best. But there was something in me that felt there was more. Honor that inner voice, stay humble, and work as hard as you can and never give up. And now it's reset.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here.
3: Thank you so much for taking the time. It's been an honor to talk to you and we should do it again sometime. You want to say bye?
2: It's
0: B-Sat. Okay.
3: (laughs)